0: What's up, what's up, what is up? It's another Friday, another opportunity to get together and record the podcast, the experience, the journey known as the Ball Hog Sports Talk. It's your boy, B. Brown in the building. I got the whole crew in the building. It's going to be an amazing week of sports, business, and entertainment. It's going to get live, y'all. Today's episode, today's episode is going to be live for two reasons. First, because it is us, the crew. Uh, And we only know how to do it one way, rough, rugged, and raw. But in addition, it's going to get live because we got some topics that are some heartwarming and heavy. Some uh, beyond belief when it comes to sports. And some others that I think are going to uh, capture the business element of uh, sports, business, and entertainment, if you will. So we're going to bring all of those to you here today. Today. Uh, this episode is the first responders And we also wanted to make sure that in this episode we celebrated some first responders So uh, stick with us, it's going to be an amazing show Fasten your seatbelts, do whatever you got to do Because the Ballhawk Sports Talk is coming to you right now And let's go Wake up, wake up, wake up And stay woke Cause this is the Ball Hog Sports Talk With your boy, B. Brown ESQ, Q-Q. A.K.A. the Ball Hog A.K.A. the Mouth of the South This is the place Where sports, business, and entertainment collide And we gonna give it to you rough, rugged, and raw So come get you a spoonful Like some grits with butter and salt You know how we do it in the South, y'all Make sure you do not get caught in your feelings strap on your seat belt and enjoy the ride come on let's go yes 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 indeed we are on the 18th of november a day removed uh from the 17th of november so i got on my sweater i got mine let me see if you make a seat I got my my paying homage to the founders because November 17th, 1911 was the day that the greatest fraternity known to mankind, Omega Psi Phi Fraternity Incorporated, was founded uh, by four great men, three students and their advisor. Uh, So we are are going to celebrate that continued celebration to all the bros that went out last night and uh, dusted off their boots and set out a hop uh, and are at the ripe young age of 40 and 50-something. Good luck this morning as you hydrate and put some Tylenol in your body. Good luck as you put Ben Gay and Icy Hot on your knees and try to keep a straight face on that Zoom. Uh, I know I had me a good time. I know I set out a hop, but most importantly, uh, wanted to celebrate such an amazing accomplishment by four black men on uh, the first fraternity founded on a historically black college and university campus. Uh, there at Howard University, but to still be in existence, t- to still be serving communities, to still be upholding those cardinal principles of manhood, scholarship, perseverance, and uplift throughout several communities represented largely uh, by, by Black men. Uh, 111 years later, 111, 111 years later is quite the thing to celebrate. So, shout out to the cubes. Uh, First responders also, man, in terms of today's topic it forces us it, it forces us to deal with i i got to this past weekend i got to be with um i was at the league of municipalities which is basically in new jersey all of the the heads of departments and respective municipalities in new jersey come together and i got to hang out with some some uh law enforcement officers i got to have a cigar with some firemen, and we had this, this, you know, it was good to meet the brothers. A, a lot of, of of camaraderie amongst themselves, and a good conversation. But I, I got to this part of a conversation with one of the orange firemen, and I was just like, man, I don't know how you guys do it. Like, it's great to work one day. Their schedules are, are, are. are you love their schedules. They're, they're ideal. You get work one day, and sometimes you have three days off, whatever the case might be. And I said, but it's that one part that I can't do. Run towards a burning building. That's the one part for me, like the pension is great and the hours are great most times, you get days off, but running towards a burning building. Or for police officers, running towards harm way. Or an emergency medical provider of some sort, they're running towards the most dangerous, volatile, adverse situations that scare most of us they're the circumstances that we all cringe to think would ever happen in one of our loved ones' lives, and first responders run toward it. We wanted to celebrate them. But it forces us in this week when the gentleman who was the acting chief of police in the Uvalde, Texas tragedy uh, is stepping down. And there was a hearing of tomorrow, I think, so he probably would have been fired, but he stepped down to be preemptive and being fired, Uh, 19 children and two teachers were killed. Tragic. But when you see the video, you hear the audio of this first responder not doing what we have become accustomed to in America of first responders doing, which is ignoring the danger and the threat of maybe losing their own lives, which is putting everyone above them. It's tragic. I don't know if you guys saw some of the the CNN report. If you've seen some of the audio visual, I wanted to touch on it briefly before getting into some other topics. But in this episode of First Responders, we want to celebrate those who do it the right way. Uh, I know there's been a lot of talk about uh, police brutality over the last several years. And rightly so. We can we can chew gum and walk at the same time while uh, calling injustice out. We also need to celebrate those who do it the right way, those who do it in a way that is, is admirable. And, and so uh, I don't know if you guys see the Uvalde, Texas situation, but wanted to start the show there since the show's title, First Responders. Um, the uh, uh, In that situation, 19 kids were killed, and a lot of those lives could have been sh- saved and spared had the first responders done what uh, so many first responders have done and been, and been being valiant in, in, in their efforts, being courageous in their responses. Uh, this was the other side of that the other tale it's tragic i don't know if you, any of you guys wanted to touch in on it before we talk uh, hopped into sports business entertainment what do you guys got
1: you know <clears throat> i'm not cut out for that <clears throat> as far as you know being a first responder shout out to all my uh, police and firemen friends out there that are cut out for that um, but when you take that job you are saying that you're gonna put your life on the line uh to protect especially children uh, i do believe vitamin out there with children inside i think that i don't I think i would have stepped up cop or not you know just to you know to hear that uh and i haven't heard this firsthand so some of this stuff is you know people telling me i actually right. don't really want to hear it but like saying like people are calling saying we're dying in here we're bleeding out and the and the chief didn't tell anybody he just kept the information to himself that like one
0: being one being one of the officers wives
1: yeah, one of the officers uh, officer, Dennis,
0: uh, officer you can hear him saying that my wife said she she's she's been shot and she's dying in there. And this acting acting uh police chief just goes to show you, right? The, the the police chief was on vacation. And so when a police chief goes on vacation because of the chain of command, and also because, you know, from a strategy standpoint, you don't know when a, a, an emergency is going to happen, the acting police chief, a lieutenant Mariano Pargas is his name uh, is seen basically saying, we can't do anything right now. We've got to wait. And then there's been questions and based on this video, rightly so some questions as to how truthful he was about what he knew, when he knew it and the timing compared with when the kids lives were taken. So I I just interject there to say, could you imagine? My wife has been shot in there. She's contacting me by way of my personal cell phone and my, Superior, the person I report to, the acting chief of police, is telling me you can't do anything. Stand down.
1: That's crazy, dude. I mean, uh, the craziness about that too is like if you think about it from a a standpoint of like chain of um, like if you're the chief, you're telling them to go in there. Like, right? He's so scared you won't even send the other people in there. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, hey, look, dude, your wife is in there. Hey, guys, strap up. His wife is in there. Some kids in there. Right. I'm going to sit out here and make sure that everything's straight. But y'all going in there to save these people. You know what I mean? Like, you don't even have to go. So.
2: Yeah, the craziest part of it is, like, yeah, obviously, you know, they clearly didn't do their job and they didn't respond in the way that they needed to. But the craziest part of it all is it's not that they didn't do anything. It's not that they did nothing. They also – prevented parents who were in a rage from actually going in themselves to try to to risk their their lives for their babies, as we all are. So that's, that's the piece that's crazy to me that, you know, not only were they not willing to, you know, enact their responsibility but then they prevented parents from actually going in and trying to save yeah. their own babies like that yeah. that's the biggest crime of all of it like all right, I get it you freeze up. you might not have been in that type of situation before, but own that and be like, hey, th- your kids are in there. I'm <laughs> I'm not built for this. I didn't you know they, they didn't they didn't train hard. <laughs> I don't have it. I don't have the capability go into the building right like right. the threat is inside the threat is not in outside so that that's the part that disturbs me the most because i don't know i can't imagine being in that situation i don't like being the first responder you don't know how you're gonna react and respond when it happens until you're in you know live action but to sit there and prevent someone's parent from going in and saving their child like while you're not taking that responsibility like that's a criminal act man yeah
0: i i i uh again i want to make sure that i make it clear uh what's going on man a, 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 and, and to those who've already commented we appreciate like we ask humbly every week please like please comment please share when it comes to this video please like please comment please share please tag a friend tag a follow tag anybody you know and please subscribe to the podcast and to our YouTube channel what's up john dorsey he says Uh, uh, crazy tough topic. Uh, and I, and I'm pretty certain that he is a first responder. He is, uh, law enforcement, or at least he was, I don't know if he still currently is. Uh, and I, and I want to celebrate again, we started the show by celebrating first responders and we're going to celebrate more first responders and we're going to, to give them their flowers while they can smell it because indeed they do something that I wouldn't do. And I'm very careful to admit that, that I don't run towards danger. Uh, but in this case it's sad i'm sad to hear about it uh when it comes to sports business entertainment when it comes to our normal topics first responders i have my own issue this week i'm the defensive coordinator of this 11 u team and uh we we haven't given up most points and we're in this championship game and on the first play that offensively where they have some success against my defense everyone goes into a panic and regretfully me and the head coach have an exchange that that we both regret now but the exchange was because he went into a panic. It was like, get those kids off, get the other kids in. And and the way he said it, it, it was a combustible situation because I'm still feeling like when you're charged up and you're wired as a coach, it feels no different than being charged up and wired as a player. You feel like you're going to run through the wall. And most importantly, as a, as a coach, if you have players are going to run through a wall for you, the last thing you can do is panic. First responders, when it comes to, How you engage in sports is important, too. They say attitude reflects leadership. and the most chaotic moments, the best leaders, a la Bill Belichick, when all Seattle had to do was hand the ball off to Marshawn Lynch and everybody's on their couch telling the New England Patriots, just let them score. Just let them score. Bill Belichick who might have been the only human on the planet at that point, still thought that he had a game plan sufficient enough to stop then on second and goal from scoring and winning the Super Bowl without enough time to come back. He relied on his preparation. And so when that interception happens, we are all shocked. He's not because he relied on his preparation and that from a, from a sports perspective is what makes the great ones great. It's how you respond. It's the first responders. In the same week, we 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 unfortunately tragically are, are dealing with another issue where first responders had to come to a scene. And not not I can't imagine that you would think that this would happen, but the University of Virginia. There were three football players killed. Uh Lavell Davis Jr., Deshaun Perry, and Devin Chandler all shot in the head, all too young to be giving up their lives, all uh, uh, on a school trip with families that think that there is no threat whatsoever that they would come home and they would still have their baby. They send them off to college. You do not plan for that to happen. Christopher Darnell Jones, another UVA student and a former member of the team is in custody, having shot the three young men. Two others were wounded. And 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 I wanted to in this show of first responders, while paying our respect to the first responders, also pay our respect to those three young men in their lives, their families, the, the those who were left, the two who were injured in the shooting, the man who did the shooting. There's obviously something wrong there. Um, but but for this moment, I want to pay respect to those who lost their lives. So let's do a brief but meaningful moment of silence. When you hear that story, when you think of the number of times that we travel in packs as football players, big flow show, you were on Notre Dame's campus, you you hung with the same guys all the time. You can imagine, uh, 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 as I read the story, I'm envisioning the people that I'm hanging out with on a daily basis. We we all were in, in, in a situation like that on a bus trip, uh, a road trip of some sort, all sit together in the back of the bus. Tragic.
1: It is not it a lot is. of
0: details there yet, but I wanted to at least talk about it in this show of first responders, how dare we not talk about it. Tragic story in Virginia with the, the Virginia football players.
1: I knew we would talk about this today and I was, and just for the, the purposes of the show, I was hoping a little bit more came out because, you know, we want to speculate and want to speculate and you start hearing it. And I've already heard different versions of the story. Initially I thought the guy was waiting for the bus when it came back. Then I found out later he was on the bus I thought i had heard a story. I thought I heard a story from a witness saying that they walked to the back of the bus and the guy yelled something out, but then Ellis mentioned that one of the guys was asleep. So it's hard to make a comment. The only thing I say is is like, you know, in this day and age, the, the little speculation that I'm, I'm gonna give here is it sounds as if this guy was on the football team. He's off the football team. Obviously, that was a hurtful time in his life. I'm just going to assume that it was a hurtful time in his life. These guys represented something that was hurtful. I don't know if they clowned him. You know how we can be rough in the locker room. We can be rough on these dudes. You know what I mean? This generation is not the generation that we had. Bullying is 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 something that people can't take anymore. We People took bullying a little different or you just got into a little fist fight. But who knows what was pent up inside of him. Um, you know, I feel for the teacher that invited this guy because he wasn't in the class to go on this trip. And the amount of guilt that this teacher must feel right now and just like what the hell did i just do um the thought of just somebody spending i think they got together at 11 o'clock in the morning and then 10 30 at night this is when it happened just to think of a person being able to sit there all day knowing that this is inside of him and what he's going to do before the day's over and not changing his mind calming down who knows what happened man it just it It's scary. You walk amongst the people on this earth, man. You just never know who around you is about to lose it and what they're capable of. So it's a scary time with kids out there. You know, my kids, my son's on the team. Now he's riding the bus with, as we speak, he's probably riding the bus, you know, down to, 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 to play a football game tomorrow. Just, you just never know who on that bus is having a horrible day with their life and they're just ready to end it. And yeah, it's it's scary, man.
0: Yeah, I would also say ETP, I don't know, you know, if you want to weigh in or not, but in terms of you think of the responders, the first responders, the just the morale on campus, the feelings, the hurt, the pain, the confusion, the fear. Because again, and not just on campus, anyone connected to the campus. When you send your kid to college, you think that you're sending them to the safest environment possible. So there's going to be a lot there. There's going to, the, the first responders in terms of who was on the scene to, to, to witness this tragedy, but also the first responders of how, where we go from here on campus, you know, what do we need to say? And, and, and someone alluded to on my Facebook page that. Uh, and they were being presumptuous, but they talked about just the climate or the culture of football and the toxic masculinity around it, the the bullying and the hazing. And you know, I, I did say this week we're celebrating 111 years of my fraternity. But even from a fraternity standpoint, where we are in 2022 versus where we are in the 80s and 90s has changed, as you have noted out, uh, Big Flow showed our culture and our appetite for. Uh, whether you call it bullying hazing all in good fun it's it's significantly different than that time frame um but i i I, my heart goes out to those left on campus to deal with the unthinkable and try to come up with answers etp i'll give you last word before we hop into some other topics but wanted to pay our respects in this episode of first responders pay our respect to those young men and and acknowledge that there's a, a whole bunch of pain on campus i go to you etp this yeah
2: i'm i'm at the point where you know i don't really i think like most people we become desensitized to this and there's definitely a toxic culture but the co- toxic culture is the culture of gun violence right like we can talk about the source and the cause and what was happening but the reality is it's just so normalized you know i was i was recently out of the country and talking to some folks from i think the uk And they were just like, you know, I'm really nervous about being in the U.S. They had done a trip. They were in L.A. They were in other parts. And, like, you know, just the amount of shootings, whether it's because they've seen what they're getting in the news. But gun violence is so normalized here. And you don't think about it when you're in it, right? Like, you don't realize how wet you are until you get out the water. And so talking to somebody else that has a different lens and they just can't even fathom how many people get killed from gun violence in our country on a daily basis. For me it's, you know, it, it's hard or it's it, it feels it feels like a waste of time to discuss it because there's not really anything that's going to change it we just have to kind of accept that these this is the collateral damage of an a country that's overrun with firearms and it's not regulated and it's being deregulated so people can get bullied people can deal with you know mental health issues people can have negative encounters but it's very easy to pull the trigger because even like in the UK, right? They say there was, you know, there's been times where there's a rash that this is the conversation I was having. There's a rash of stabbings, right? But even the most skilled martial artist that wants to go on a rampage with a cutlass is maybe going to get like seven or eight people, right? But with a gun, you can open, you know, you can open fire from a hotel room in Las Vegas and kill 300 people. we never even, seeing the you know the whites of their eyes right so Mm -hmm. that's the piece of it that's just i I just feel i feel helpless in the situation it's really tragic it's unfortunate we don't know enough about it but we do know that guns are involved and clearly there was somebody in possession of a firearm that wasn't utilizing it responsibly regardless of what the reaction was for it so
1: you know i'll I'll, I'll comment on on that
0: I'm going to kick it to you, but I'm going to put this in the middle of it, if you don't mind, Flo, because you talked about gun violence and legislation around it. And then right back to the title in terms of first responders. And you said that nothing's going to change. We'll create a hashtag for these young men. And then, you know, 36 hours later, we'll we'll be on with our lives. So I'm going to I'm going to put this in the middle of it and then I'll kick it back to you, Flo. Sorry to interrupt. But I'll say the first responders, when it comes to tragedies like this, too, it matters. Because we will get on this tangent about, you know, uh, making sure we have gun reform and then we'll turn it political because we're still in in political season uh, on the heels of midterms uh, and nothing seems to be done. So I don't know where to go from here. None of us do. I hate that we're numb to it. Because I can easily see myself in these young man's shoes. I lived that life. I was a college football player. I did ride the bus with my friends and go to different places. And you know, I, I I'm living in again through my my friends' uh, uh, experiences with their own kids on college campuses. And so it 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 pains me to be numb about it.
1: I'll go to you, Big Flo. I mean, <clears throat> I'm not. I don't want to get out political, but with these you know specifically with these like kind of crazed shooter type of in- environments or whatever mm-hmm. we could stop guns we could stop everything whatever but you know he could he could have taken uh a, a hairspray and a lighter and burned all these people up like there's a lot of things you could do that would just be really bad the thing we got to look at is like what is making people go to the point where they're cracking so much like what are we doing in society in this country that's making people crack so much that's that's going on like i think that's kind of where we dig you know you can have all the guns in the world and never kill anybody and you can never have a gun and you can kill a lot of people at the end of the day like it's the motivation we live amongst just millions billions of people on this earth that walk around each other every day and we you know for the most part we, we find a way not to kill each other right and not to kill one another so when i look at this stuff it's like yeah i think you know, mass shootings, you know, this guy probably, if he had a knife, he probably could have stabbed one dude and the other dude probably would have overpowered him. maybe he could have got two and one guy would have lived and two other people would have got shot, but he could have done something. It's just the motivation. And I don't understand like where these people, these young people, especially what's going on with their, with their minds. How are they so soft that they can't handle whatever happened? You know what I mean? Like all the yeah, stuff we yeah. we went through, all the stuff yeah. we've been through in our lives, that we went through and, and managed just to deal with it and be mad and, and get over it and grow and laugh and whatever. It's just like these, these kids, these days, so many of them, I mean, I think suicides are up. People can't handle it. They quit, kill themselves. And then these, these crazed people just have to go and they, they, it's like people can't take an L anymore. You know what I mean? It, they can't it, take It's to, it, it, to, to be a, to be,
0: to bring it back to sports business and entertainment and then bring it back to the anecdote of what I started with in terms of first responders when, you know, it was in the first half when we gave up that play and the head coach, cause he was, he was amped up too, was like, get the starters in now, get the stars. And so we went at it. And then just how he said it was what triggered our interaction. But my response was shit happens in football. Mm-hmm. Shit happens in football. Now the defense went out there and stopped them and they didn't score and that play or didn't make another play. And so I I I was made, you know, m- my statement was they, they I was feeling good about it. <laughs> just a little bit just out. You know, <laughs> but the kids were the ones that went out there and did it. Point being, to your question, is what has happened to society such that people are so fragile? Right? When it comes to youth football, what's happened is, and and I'm not putting this on the head coach, so it's not about this particular case, but We want to run back and and poke our chest out on social media so quick that we don't want to deal with the reality that everything can't go perfect in a football game. Shit happens. And I think the same thing is true in life. Our society has come to the point where we, the anti-bullying is such a big thing that people really think that you should be exempt from bullying. Hell no, you're going to be bullied in life. And you got to respond to it in a way that shows that I can overcome. And I'm gonna go out on a limb. And and this is just my point of view. This is don't put this on everybody else. It's healthy to be bullied and overcome it. It's healthy to overcome. I don't know if my
1: man is watching Cliff Stroud. When we were in college, Cliff, those you don't know, don't know Cliff Stroud, you're missing out. You've missed there's a human that you need to put on your list of people to meet because he's gonna make you laugh but he will say some of the most profound statements in humor. And when we were at Notre Dame dealing with these privileged ass girls that were just appalled by everything. He once told a girl, you haven't been harmed enough in life. <laughs> what do you mean? He said, you just, you are just so shocked at anything that goes wrong. You haven't been harmed enough. You should have been harmed more as, as, as growing up. She was so confused, but to me it was so profound because you think about it. You get harmed and things bad happen. You do it like, you know, people like to homeschool. One thing I don't like about homeschooling, shout out to everybody who makes that decision, but I don't like homeschooling because I once dated a girl that was homeschooled and she didn't know how to deal with people that crossed her. Every time somebody did something wrong with her, it was the end of the relationship. And I'm like, man, you never been to school where somebody ate your food while you went up and did this or somebody did you wrong or somebody told one of your secrets out. You got to get over stuff, man. You have to be harmed. You have to do things. What that that does not kill you makes you stronger is 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 a real statement. And I just think that nowadays we're so soft. Everyone's running out there and trying to make things right for people, you know. And it goes all the way up, you know, the transfer portal. People, hey, I I, I missed a play. I'm transferring. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. Now, granted, I don't want to shit on everybody that's in the transfer portal and doing things for the right reason. But my thing is, society is getting to the point where we just cannot take a L, man. Somebody cannot. gonna take a L.
0: And it's because yeah. of the first responders right back to our title. If, if when you go home, you say you bully and mama, daddy up in arms and they about to go to the board of education and get the kid expelled because the kid acted like a kid, they've coddled you to the point that they have misled you into believing that you can live a life without any adversity. It's about the first responders. That was my issue in the football game. As a first responder, we got to let these kids know that shit happens we're going to get up and keep on playing. The first responders dictate how you respond to it the next time. And I get it. We want to rid our system of distractions and, and bullying shouldn't be the core of what we do. But I'll be damned if getting your ass whooped on the playground won't make you a better human in the long run. And that's just where we are. Let's hop into a few more topics, man. Um, Our our condolences to everyone there in Virginia. I think the responders, how we respond to this incident, yes, there will be a political gun violence debate. Yes, there will be people that point to the toxic masculinity in a locker room. Yes, there will be people like us that just want to just, we just want to mourn the concept of that happening on campus. But how we respond matters it matters the last thing that coach Holtz would say after he gives us our points of win do you remember that one the very last thing was what was the last one don't flinch. ever flinch don't flinch the plan is infallible don't flinch <laughs> i'm not telling my son don't subject yourself to bullying because that means that i can control somebody else's behavior i'm telling them don't flinch If a man come toe-to-toe to to you and does something wrong to you, a man is treated the way he allows himself to be treated, so don't flinch. That should be how you respond as a first responder. But unfortunately, we've gone in a different direction. Uh, Sometimes you can go too far, though, in being truthful. Mm -mm. Because my man, Kevin Durant...
1: Segway.
0: (laughs) My man, Kevin Durant, as a first responder, they asked him about yet another loss. With the struggling Brooklyn Nets, and this man, you talk about receipts. He called each and every person in the starting lineup by name, and then you know said, "Why he did that?
1: Because if he didn't, none of us would know who they were. Because I didn't know who they were when he facts, said them." Man.
0: Facts, but but come on, man. <laughs> Look, I don't want to. After I just talked about us not being too soft I for don't everybody else neutral. who
1: didn't hear, tell t- I, I cut you off. Tell the tell it uh, tell the story.
0: Oh, sorry sorry so he calls out his entire starting lineup and then rhetorically says you expect me to win with that just because I'm out there you you don't it don't take rocket science you don't take a phd in in some crazy science to understand that rhetorical question was pooping on his teammates and now I ask as a first responder because I've said forever, man, they need to give a little more grace period between the end of the game and when you put a mic in front of somebody's face. Because how you respond can go a long way. I think as this particular first responder, Kevin Durant, thou who we call KD, put that out there. First of all, the rhetorical question, you expect me to win with that? In basketball terms, if I'm in a barbershop, my non-rhetorical answer to that rhetorical question is, Hell yeah, you're supposed to win with that. That's what the greats do. But I don't think he put it out there for true answer. Does Kevin Durant have a point?
1: E, I'm going to let you start because I've been running my mouth too much.
2: I mean, sure, he might have a point. He's saying the quiet part out loud, but the, the reality is, if you want this team, I mean, look, they won last night, right? They beat the they beat the Blazers. Not a slouch of a team. They got it together. Royce O'Neal actually had a clutch shot to to close it out. So maybe maybe this was the psychological approach to to get them to level up, right? Hell so, no, so, that's uh, bullying. No, you're right. I'm not. <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying that I would respond that way. If somebody, if I'm on, if if you know, if one of y'all start talking about how the show, the show. could be a lot better. But right. you know we, ETP, no disrespect, right? He, he really ain't gonna get the ratings like that. We have a problem. We fighting every day, <laughs> right after that, like if if I'm still on this team, we are fight you are we are fighting every day after right. that, right? right? And so you put you put me out there publicly. you can say whatever you want behind closed doors. teams handle that however they handle it, you know, individual to individual or address the team. It's just not really the type of leadership quality that you expect, you know, from somebody that's going to go down as one of the greatest players. And the idea is that he makes the people around him better. This is a degrading statement. Right. So so for me, it's just it's problematic. But maybe he knows these guys better than we know them. Obviously, he plays the sport with them he's he is a co-worker of theirs <laughs> oh, maybe he knows that that's how that's going to motivate them and they have oh, enough trash. respect for him that he could say that i just don't see myself being in a Be position where i'm going to allow a co-worker nah. to publicly discredit me and then i'm going to get up and you know pack my lunch and put my hard hat on and not and knock this tomorrow. man out every day if if i'll say this like he's getting injured in
0: practice for
2: the season
0: like i don't at know at least a sharp one hat. bow You know, but but Michael Jordan, right? We talked about Draymond Green. Like, man, you can't do that. You can't snuff your teammate when he had Jordan Poole. We talked about Michael Jordan slapping the hell out of Steve Kerr. To me, this is worse offense than both of those because we. Katie, Katie left the
2: Golden State Warriors because Draymond Green called him a bitch, not publicly, but because it got out into the public. Not that that's the reason. But that didn't help the case, and now he's going and talk, you know, talking sideways about his teammates. It's just like, yeah, I've been on the KD train. It I might be
0: plays. awful. Poetically, the
1: last night though didn't uh, either either to it to tie it up or or to win. He missed the shot, and then it did, did it go to overtime? Was it overtime or no? no.
0: I I, I'm no, they, I think I, he missed the shot at the end,
1: and one of those sorry ass dudes put it back to win. Wasn't it? Royce like O'Neal? Yeah, yeah. So I'll hand him a little brush at the end. Make your shots, <laughs> since you're so good, right? That is terrible, though. You're talking about a professional NBA basketball player, like one of the top 400 basketball players in the world, and you talk about him like he's trash. Like he just doesn't even be – I mean, you could have said whatever. Look, man, some of my pieces are injured right now. We get back to full strength. We should be straight. But y'all say, you expect me to win with these bums? And then you run out there. No That's disrespect. No, <laughs> no disrespect. disrespect. Did he say, Anytime no somebody disrespect? says
0: no disrespect, you know that there is something very disrespectful coming. But while KD will go down as one of the best basketball players of all time, he's going to go down as one of the worst first responders of all time. KD's also the one that gets emotionally charged and responds to Twitter uh, tweets. He he, he, respond, he had a burner account. Uh, it, he is one of the, first, the worst first responders that we've ever seen in terms of basketball. And to me this was the glory days of his bad first responder performances because you just don't call out teammates. You can think that. You can say in in general, like, man, the the, the roster is down because any one person could be like, he ain't talking about me. But to single out by name, they government name, he didn't even use nicknames. He used government names to say, y'all expect me to win with that? That's bad. Come on, KD got to be better than that um the first responders when it came to his teammate because one of those missing pieces is Kyrie and we've seen over the last several days that those who were the first responders and uh, um our uh discussion when it came to Kyrie have backed out backed off a little bit right but that has led to these stipulations that he had to do all these things it sounds like he's coming to the end of his list of requirements and he's going to be back on the court soon uh, I don't know if he makes a difference. I don't know if the post-game interview, interviews will be solely discussing whether or not he is anti-Semitic. Uh, but it goes to show you that sometimes we respond so quick that, that we don't take a, a minute to think. Uh, our response to now the Brooklyn Nets response and their list of requirements, I think, is require, is forcing the Brooklyn Nets to feel a little bit on uh, defense and with that being said, if you could follow all of the drama, Kyrie Irving should be coming back soon, so it should be interesting. Uh, Dave Chappelle, in his infinite wisdom, addressed the Kyrie and KD situation. He said, man, i uh, me, man, Kanye, rather. He said, man, Kanye messed up so bad that, that Kyrie got in trouble. But he went on and said a few other things. Dave Chappelle is a genius. If you haven't seen his Saturday Night Live bit, please do. He got questioned a little bit because he used the phrase, the Jews. We'll see if that takes off anywhere. But uh, Dave Chappelle, in terms of a first responder, he knows how to do it the right way. They say in negotiations, the first person to respond always loses. When it comes to comedy, Dave Chappelle is never the first one to respond. Uh, But when he does, man, it's classic. When I heard he's on Saturday Night Live, you almost knew that there was going to be something about Kyrie and Kanye. Uh, but he he exceeded all expectations man. Shout out to Dave Chappelle, really enjoyed it. Uh I wanted to make sure we got to uh the other team that's struggling in the NBA.
1: Because the just Nets move on to football
0: on the East Coast I hmm. wanted to talk about the is Lakers. some
1: football news or something? I know. You
0: wanted to skip over this. Tennis. I think tennis. There's, a, hey, There's is another it, team struggling. Didn't
1: Joker, Jokic, isn't he? He took a COVID test. He's going go <laughs> to go to the
0: They are, west. west. He's trying to, see, he don't, see, I got, uh, he's trying to deflect because he knows we are going to
1: talk about LeBron. Nah, nobody want to hear about it. Man, it's early in California. It's only 7.30 in the morning in California. Right? I'm that saying, but understand. it's the
0: Lakers, and they 3 uh, and 10. Or uh, 3 and, what are they? 3 and whatever.
1: They got 3 and games. Ten. That sucks you gave up a the with 2 and 10. But the but the one time that uh, they
0: they've won more games without LeBron, uh, and we I think are at the point where which should we talk about in terms of our need to be first responders in this whole legacy conversation? Does this season have any bearing on his legacy whatsoever?
1: No. no. These are the these are the the. Uh... Washington Bullets. Oh, what, what were they? With? Wizards. Wizards. Uh, this is the Washington Wizards years. Jordan was at the Wizards by this age, right? Or was he? <laughs> I think he might have been a little older. older. LeBron's 37 or 38? He'll be
0: 38 he so. next 38. month, I think. 38 next month. I think LeBron. Uh, Mike was a little bit older, but, but don't quote me on that. But Mike was, in, Mike was in figuring out how to be a bad GM mode at that point. We didn't know he was going to be bad, but he was trying to figure out how to be a GM at that point. So you're saying, and, and look, I gave you first response on this, on this episode of The First Responders. Why you ain't you're,
1: speak up and stop me, Ellis? But, uh, <laughs> man, look, uh, man, they're going to, hey, Lakers in, in seven.
0: <laughs> you talking yeah, about at the, 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 the YMCA League, because the Lakers in seven, they, don't, bet, don't bet no well, money no What am I going
1: to say? You just going to get them a pass? They're trash, too. They don't look as bad. they, they trash,
0: they, too. Everybody's record. trash. Who's good?
1: The Suns. And you know they're going to lose in the first round. And they beat the, the Warriors again.
0: But they yeah. don't look as bad as the Lakers, man. Lakers look god-awful, bro. I'm sorry. They look bad.
1: Good teams need a little while to warm up. It's like a classic <laughs> yeah. car. You got to warm it up. You can't just you get it in and just put it in reverse. You know what I'm saying? I tell yeah. my if, daughter, you can't if just get no in guru. your car in the wintertime and just go. You got to start it, come inside, chill for a minute. Make sure everything good. Grab your lunch and then you go. Everything work out fine. It, this is the warm up period. But 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 if they're gonna warm
0: up, that means they need at least LeBron to be on the court. The the fact that they won more games without him on the court, I maybe it doesn't mess up legacy. That's
1: worse uh, because it's was it one game they won when he wasn't there. Yeah, I mean, you talk they, they are undefeated. It they're undefeated without LeBron. They're too right. right. bringing it up like they won seventeen games without. <laughs> one, <two. laughs> yeah, man in football e- news
0: etb e- yeah. we're going to hop on the football but i'll give you the last word lakers is it as bad as it looks does it stink is as bad as it looks from the the outside looking in is that a stench over there they stink I mean, like it's it my paw
2: it looks it looks statistically terrible i mean they're on track to win i think 19 games the don't thing the it.
1: craziest don't don't do the math don't do that. the, the
2: craziest it. thing about this don't is the they if if for no other reason they need to play so that they do not get a lottery pick because the the insult to all injuries would be that if they end up getting a lottery pick or even first pick in the draft, New Orleans Pelicans can swap that pick as part of the trade for AD so that they, they can't even tank to get Victor Wembanyama, who is supposed to be the next coming... Of the greatest player in the league they would lose the lottery also so hopefully they, keep they do losing. they just can't win but but with lebron's legacy his legacy cemented either you think he's the greatest player that's ever lived or you think he will never be the greatest player that's ever lived like there's nothing that he will do from here on out that's going to change anybody's mind regardless of what side of the argument you're on so he could you know have three points a game for the rest of his career or he could win four more championships there's nothing that's going to change whatever your opinion of LeBron is today is what it's going to be until Bronny's children
0: are in the league fair I'll take that uh, a good assessment you know where I'm at on that one I'm, I'm on the he would never be the greatest player ever side of the fence uh but it does propel us into the NFL because I wanted to do quickly just NFL in review. We looked at the NBA in review. We looked, we looked at the Lakers. We looked at the the Nets. But there were two games that, that that caught my eye in particular. One, the Eagles. The Eagles lost the Washington Commanders, and they looked bad, honestly. And 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 the seventy two Dolphins are now popping their champagne because it's yet another season where there's not a single team that could go undefeated uh is there trouble in paradise i did see that the eagles signed the damakansu to beef up their defensive line uh, i do like the fact that you know they they've looked good man and they are playing in a, in a division that is, is is has surprised most of us is this just a blip in the radar the eagles still the team to beat in the nfc we'll start there before i get to the other game that i want to talk about what do you guys think quickly eagles uh what what do we see
1: I think you know, go ahead. You done? <laughs> so it's the think, NFC
2: East, man. They I mean I don't the NFL. I don't know what's it, 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 the
1: beauty of the NFL is it's been since 1972 that you've had to be perfect to go win the Super Bowl. Every Super Bowl team has lost a game. And I think that's the beauty of football, is you you really get the mystery of who's gonna go in, and it's hard to be perfect. So they took an L, they found out some different things. I think at the end of the game questionable call to, to end it not to say that the that the Eagles just would have scored a touchdown because obviously they hadn't scored enough at that, that, that time but uh the guy takes a knee and, and the guy slides into him they call they throw the flag I'm tired of the protection of the quarterback to that level I mean if there's no forcible contact you can't do it but whatever it, it, it was more than just that play but I, I don't know they lost the game so what you lose week nine who cares you know, what were they nine you know? and all week 10? I think we're going into week 11. So that was week oh, 10. They were 10 and 0. So they lost the game. I think that's a good thing sometimes. You know what I mean? Like we talked to earlier, you got to learn how to take these L's and bounce back and react. You know, I don't know. Signing a, a, a Dominican Sue off the couch is going to be beefing up your line. Was he playing any? He wasn't playing anywhere. They didn't trade for him, right? No. I so know, I always think it's him. funny. We're like, are oh, we going to beef our line? We're going to get somebody who nobody in the NFL thinks should be on the team. We're going to bring him back, <laughs> and that's going to be the
0: difference. They so. just want to pay him. He should be on the team for sure. We see some of these other guys. They want to deal with that presence. Uh, he's a very prominent figure in a locker room. ETP, we're the first responders. Is there trouble in paradise with the Eagles? Is Jalen Hurts, who everyone before this week was saying should be at least in the top four or five for MVP? to heck with the numbers he's put up okay numbers but they were saying if you put up solid numbers on a team that's undefeated you've got to be in discussion for mvp is are the eagles under jalen hurts in trouble or just a tough week in the nfl well i mean this the saying goes any given
2: sunday right so it's not outside the realm of possibility that they're not going to go undefeated or that they're going to go undefeated or they're not going to go undefeated you're going to take a loss it's the NFL everybody's professional i think the issue is who they lost to right you have a team that yes. is not worthy <laughs> of ending a undefeated season in the Washington commanders and so that's what raises the question you know from a, a quarterback that was a backup and you know you just don't have the pedigree that justifies them losing but you know inter inter interdivision rivalries and you know you play each other twice a season anything can happen right and any given Sunday so I don't think I think there's no cause for alarm the last team that tried that tried to go undefeated and win the Super Bowl had a had a real rude awakening you know with the patriots when they were undefeated in the regular season so sometimes a loss sometimes at least one loss or multiple losses is good you know throughout the process it helps you you know it's late you get very lazy as as a winner right whenever There, there you go
0: you don't, Every you time don't, we start talking about football, somebody <laughs> from doggone up there in them, them That's a painful a
2: that's painful history. That's painful history. <laughs> yeah, we, the rest of the world loved it though. The rest yeah. of the world loved it. So Man, we loved it. So yeah, so I don't I think there's I think it's it's a false alarm. You know, they they it's a it's a good time for them to recalibrate. You know, it's middle of the season. This is now we'll really start to see who's about what. The first half of the season is, you know, everybody's working out the kinks, figuring out what the best you know, the best strategies are, what their talent and personnel can do and how to configure their plays. So I think we'll see what it comes down to, but I don't think that a one loss by this team who's been playing pretty lights out is, is any reason to be concerned at the moment.
0: All right, I'll take your word for it. Let's hop into some other NFL news. Uh, the other game I want to look at is the Colts uh, beat the Raiders with Jeff Saturday, who got his first college experience on the Saturday before the game and never coached before. Uh, somehow beats the Raiders, and you would think that the lowly Raiders, the team with Derek Carr, the team with Devontae Adams, the team that has so much expectation going into the season, to lose to a coach that literally had never coached before, that was supposed to do a take on ESPN, but it got a call from somebody that had a three one seven area code. Like, man, who is this calling me from Indianapolis? Hello, hey man, you want to coach this weekend? That coach you went doing out. Saturday? What you doing Sunday? <laughs> what you got going on? <laughs> Um, But that coach beat the Raiders. You would think that the Raiders at that point is, all right, Tom McLeanhouse. Tom McLeanhouse. But instead, because this shows the significance of first responders, instead, because Mark Davis instead doubled down and said, Rome wasn't built in a day, gave all these cliche BS answers, Josh McDaniels, yes, that Josh McDaniels, who is proven to have 19 lives when it comes to NFL coaching, that Josh McDaniels still has the confidence of his ownership. The quarterback, Derek Carr, came out and celebrated his coach. Devontae Adams came out and celebrated his coach. And it shows you just how important first responders can be. But it also forces us to deal with the other side of that. Because now the Jeff Saturday hire is under fire, if you will. Uh, there is an organization, a nonprofit, that is in charge of some of the diversity initiatives in the NFL. That same organization is now basically trying to litigate the process that got Jeff Saturday the job. The same organization that helps the NFL construct the Rooney Rule and the guidelines there, too, wants to know what happened here. Give us a, 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 a rundown on how you get on the phone and go call a man that's never coached before. You hop over all the coaches on the coaching staff, which is the normal outcome when there is a in-season firing you, you hop over the diversity push that the NFL has made clear because there are diverse candidates on that same staff. And so now it's under scrutiny. Uh, Do you think it's going too far? Is it because it's an interim tag and that Jeff Saturday is a uh, good press for the Colts fans? Should we just say this is an outlier or are we looking forward to seeing this process to, 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 to scrutinize how Jeff Saturday became the coach on Sunday?
2: Any given Sunday, even an inexperienced it coach can. In. But, it, yeah, it is crazy. Josh McDaniels can just continue to get pummeled in the face and nobody ever throws in the towel. And he just keeps getting head coaching jobs. And it's like as if he's a reputable head coach it's just like he has no real track record and I mean but there's always some coaches that that just seem to float around the league that continue to get opportunities that they don't that like that they don't deserve and so Jeff Saturday I mean the I think there's a lot to be said about the issues with giving an inexperienced coach or a no experience coach a head coaching position whether it's interim or otherwise the interim the whole interim process is questionable because if that's the case you ba- i mean the fact that you can circumvent the hiring process in general i understand it's hard because you you need to put somebody in the seat immediately but you know ultimately it does raise the question because now you're going to have a guy that has eight to you know 8 to 9 games of experience And then once they go through the interview process in the off season, this person has the upper hand so they can go through the Rooney rule and all of the, you know, all of the, the procedures and protocols, but is that going to do anything? Is it just, is it just performative? So
0: here's where, here's where I get ticked off because a lot of my friends who I respect of of all races and and backgrounds, but a lot of my friends uh, that I have, intellectual debates with will say man we can't make everything about race and as a first responder when i hear about josh mcdaniel getting a knife life despite being two and seven and losing to a coach who's never coached before and yet having the owner come out and speak on his behalf and i i, I try to reconcile that with brothers that if we're in the same position two and seven with this raiders team and lose to a damn coach that ain't never coached before i have trouble thinking that the, that, that that there's Life is fair. But hey, I'm in it. I'm into this bullying thing. I've been bullied when it comes to that my whole damn life, and I'm in for it. It's made me tougher. But at the same time, don't try to, to, to piss on my leg and tell me it's raining because this is absolutely got something to do with race. The the, the age old issue when it came to career was well, they want somebody to experience. How do I get experience if you never give me a chance? Jeff Saturday is the answer. Just be Jeff Saturday. Because I don't, uh, you're right. When it comes to the real hiring process, Jeff Saturday, who will be considered for the full time job, has just been given a bone. And as a first responder to this situation, I know people don't want you to make everything about race, but how dare we not acknowledge how obvious it is that this do not normally happen for brothers that, that, that got a little more pigmentation in their in they, in they body? It just doesn't.
1: Yeah, I'll go it's to big photo I mean, part of me, you know, because I like a good laugh and stuff, and I like a good, I like a good circumvent, you know. So as much as the deeper side of this is like, man, I can't believe they didn't give a chance to Reggie Wayne, for instance, or somebody else who was on the staff that played on the team that did this thing in the same offense or whatever. I mean, I shared the video with you guys last time. Jeff Saturday tried to call the play. Paid man and cussed him out on the sideline. Those of you haven't yes. seen it's a great little thing where he tells him shut up and just just block basically. Shut up and block. Finally, somebody gets told to shut up and block. But that being said, like everyone, just it's like an unwritten law that the interim head coach for any sports team anywhere is someone that you take off the staff. So this dude said, "Show me that in the rule book, buddy." It don't say it doesn't say that. It's just right. completely understood. We're going to bring in a new hire that's an interim head coach. Now, I will say, to bring in someone off the street, you don't have a chance to do all the, the super interviews, and I don't think the Rooney Rule technically should really apply as much. But this is a very interesting situation because let's say they they win the less the rest of their games and they make a couple runs in the playoff. Why wouldn't you hire the guy? Well, that's
2: what I'm saying. Like it just opens it up. I, I it you know, it's an interesting. It's interesting, right? Like, do they do they expand the rules and the pro- policies around hiring? Where if you are going to put an interim head coach, they have to have interviewed for the position before, or, or they
1: had to be on the staff. Or
2: or they saying, saying, right? I think we suck.
1: Any... I think our staff is trash. So I don't want to give one of these clowns the job because I think we're trash. We're trash on right. offense. We're trash on defense. So I don't want to give one of these guys the rings. When I fired a head coach, I wish I could fire all of them, but I can't find a whole new staff right now. So I'm bringing this dude off the booth. Yeah. I don't know. It's it's a weird one. I don't even know how I feel about it. It's crazy. It is weird that he didn't have experience. Like, what if they would have brought in somebody that was in the booth, like, um, I was going to say black too, but like Herm Edwards or whatever. You know, they just, I, hey, hold on, no. Shout out to Herm Edwards, man. He got right back in the booth after being fired. I saw his <laughs> debut last week. Did you see him? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I was happy to see that. Like, Herb, he got fired and he was disgraced. He, he, you know how he was. He's right back in the booth. Shout out to her members. But if they were to give it to somebody who just hasn't been in coaching for a while, that 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 was previously a head coach, would you feel differently about it? I
0: would feel a lot differently about it. Yeah. And 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 when I and look, I'm just responding to their decision as the first responder. It just stinks to me that I feel a certain way about it. Because I'm like, while we want to pretend as though everything's not about the, the complexion of your skin, there is a complexion that has a little more protection, and it doesn't have pigmentation in it. You know what type of protection you got to have for someone to hire you you've never coached before? You've never even interviewed for any of those jobs. You're planning a take on ESPN the next day, and you get a call and get that opportunity. You know what kind of protection you got to have be like Josh McDaniels? Joshua Daniels quit a job, went somewhere else, and then was able to go get that job just because he's like, I ain't really, I you know, that doesn't happen. All time. He's two and seven with a team that they thought was going to compete to be the best in the AFC, yeah.
2: and yet so, the owner
0: is still speaking out on behalf of his coach. That as a first responder, it yeah. starts to get annoying to me. That, but that, is it,
1: it? I mean, but you know, to be fair, it, Jerry Jones spoke out on behalf of Dak Prescott. You're going to give out public support. They asked him, does he regret paying him that bread? He said, nah. You know? You're a lot more wedded to that Prescott in that situation
0: then Mark Davis is wedded to freaking Josh McDaniels because Have there uh, there's, a, and, lot, are
1: really there's a line around 18 million
0: mouth. corners to be the head coach of the Las Vegas uh, uh, them Raiders. them
1: little baby bangs that come out yeah. like these. <laughs> <laughs> you can go take but what you say it, seriously. He can support his coach. Who cares? Yeah,
2: But is it, I mean, I guess the, the question outside of all of this is, is it a greater feat? that Jeff Saturday having no head coaching experience was able to rally his troops, so to speak, and actually pull off a win. Or is it really just that Josh McDaniels is that bad of a coach? Like what's the, cause, cause <laughs> like, If we're not talking race, like I understand the dynamics of that totally right. valid, but like, if somebody called you today and was like, Hey, you want to coach the Browns <laughs> and you showed up and you won the game I I mean that's a pretty substantial feat, nah, regardless it, of who's on the other on the other side. Like you know,
1: pressing the what buttons, day did they right? Hire him.
0: And, and that's why <laughs> it was like a why... Tuesday. He didn't <laughs> it played
1: Sunday. Even... Like it wasn't not... even like Sunday night. <laughs> but it yeah. came, came in Tuesday or something, man. That's why this.
0: That's why this was the highlight game for me to talk about it in review because on both sides of it, I'm left scratching my head, man. I don't know what the answer to that question is. Who ETP. But I'm like the fact that you got an opportunity to go out there with no coaching experience baffles me.
2: Yeah,
0: and but it's white privilege versus
2: white privilege,
0: right? Salute <laughs> to you that Pull you my won. Beer. But right. the fact that you won, in, in my humble opinion, automatically triggers whoever was the, the coach of the other team automatically triggers an all-out review of yo, what is going on? Oh wait, we're two and seven. Oh wait, we were supposed to win the AFC. Oh wait. Normally you get a tap on your shoulder from the Grim Reaper and it's like, hey, coach, bring your security key card to the to, to, to facility today. We want to we reprogram it. And it's met with you being fired, not with your owner doubling down and saying, Rome wasn't built in a day. What, the, what planet yeah. of Bizarro are we in?
1: Yeah. That doesn't, I don't know, the, the McDaniels thing doesn't bother me as much midseason to show confidence in this guy for the rest of the year as it does. The Jeff Sattery thing, I like Jeff Sattery. That's the funny thing. I like I like what he had to say as a commentator. I liked him as a player. You know, he hasn't done anything as a person. I don't know him, but anything that pissed piss me off. But when you just think about it more and more, he got 32 of the most coveted positions in the entire sports world, the multi-trillion dollar football world. Thirty-two things people die, scratch a fight, and somebody called and appointed him. He didn't even, <laughs> he didn't even had because you know he would have never fixed <laughs> his lips to call and say, "Hey man, why don't you give me a shot?" You know that didn't happen. That would be the most preposterous thing in the world, right? Right. So he would even ask them, "Hey man, y'all need an interim coach? I got you." So somebody called him and said, "I would like to offer you to come in here and be the head coach." <laughs> He's like, "Yeah." I just wish hey, I this, was like, "Hey, no, this Jeff Satter. Did you mean to call Peyton Manning? Did you? Right. Who did you? No, this is Jeff. This is Jeff's phone. Yeah, yeah I still, I still I called the, the wrong same number. number. I would have loved. Yeah, That's it. like a good question, though. If if it was Peyton Manning, do you think people like
2: would you have the same reaction? Given the maybe position a little late because he's like the I
1: don't know. Tony Dungy not doing I, shit. Why you ain't call Tony Dungy? See if he came back. <laughs> he did pretty good for you for a while. He could have gave you eight games. Eight games, right? <laughs> There's so many other options. I just I, I
0: would have loved to be the fly on the wall to just see the call set up because it had to it had to be amazing. It'd be like. You know, hey man, like you doing hey, doing stick with her? me here. I don't, don't just stick with me here. I know, I know it's gonna sound weird, but <laughs> you ever thought about maybe this
1: Sunday being our head coach? <laughs>
2: hey, what you doing Sunday,
1: right? Hey, hey, what time is the baby shower? Right? Um, is it cool <laughs> if I'm late, <laughs> right? I got, but you know what, though. Hey, he got the Eagles this Sunday. Let's see if his ass still got all that fucking shine and shit coming out of <laughs> it. let's oh, see what man. that part of the he, press he was, conference he was like. shimmering.
0: He was so happy. But let's yeah. hop into a few more topics before we get out of here for the day, man. Uh, there's because the first responders, right? Responders is also a term, respondents that is used in in, in court settings. Litigation, and when, when it's up for appeal, the person that responds is the respondent. So, in this episode or this part of this episode, let's talk about a few lawsuits. The first one is uh Aaron Patrick who tours ACL um on the wire equipment has sued the NFL? He sued ESPN, he sued the Rams, the Chargers. Uh, and it's and all the about dude was
1: standing in his way,
0: they it's all him. about. But look, I, I like it because, yeah, like you say, Devontae Adams got sued because he pushed a guy, so I think fair is fair. Uh, one word answer yes or no. As a first responder, you think that that that. Our guy Aaron Patrick is right to sue all of those people. The NFL, ESPN, uh I'll, I, you got thumbs up, so you like the lawsuit. ETP, first responder on this lawsuit, yes or I'll no? I'll even sue the
1: four thing? dudes that's playing with uh KD. I'll sue them too.
0: <laughs> ETP, <laughs> what your response? First responder response to this lawsuit. Uh are we supporting our guy Aaron Patrick pursuing the, the ESPN, the NFL, the Rams? Are we are we supporting him? No man, because he should sue. So- he should sue the opposing
2: team if that's the he, case. He we we set the precedent. Set the precedent. If if I play on the field of play and I get injured by taking a hit, I'm gonna sue you. So oh, that's God. how that's how we're gonna change the whole Just game. Su- that's how we're gonna make the safe. The game is gonna be safer when an unsportsman conduct doesn't cost you 15
0: yards. It costs you 15 million. 15 mil. million. I've a few people I wanna sue. My CTE be kicking in. I remember certain hits across the middle. Uh, you know what I mean? Like I'm like, wait a minute. No, 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 no. I need to sue them. Odell Beckham is also suing. He is suing for $20 million. He's suing Nike. He said that they put all these stipulations, all these clauses that were not in good spirit, not in good faith. They put things in there that made it impossible for him to get the $20 million or not. I didn't see the complaint, but he's suing them for $20 million. Uh, Nike was, uh, they met or exercised their first right of refusal uh, against Adidas. There's another option there. Uh, But as you know, since then, uh, and this was several years ago, but Odell Beckham Jr.'s career has been unfortunately blemished by injury. And now he wants his $20 million. Uh, We saw what Nike did with other people, Kyrie. We saw what Adidas did with other people, Kanye. Uh, Yes or no, as a first responder, do we like this lawsuit Odell Beckham Jr. going to get 20 million from swoosh. What do you say, ETP? I'll start with you.
2: Super Bowl champion. I mean, it this all of this, like sue everybody. Go after whatever money you want. If, if you're upset, if you didn't, if you don't feel like you got, I mean, Ben Simmons sued the Philadelphia 76ers to try to get his money while he was sitting on the bench and refused to play in practice. All of it's silly to me. Go after the money. It, you shouldn't have structured the deal. It, you're mad that they prevented. Like that's why you have good attorneys. That's why, like, that's why you structure your contract on the upfront versus on the back end, saying, "Oh, they found loopholes in the contract and they couldn't get. They they prevented me from getting reaching my incentives. That's why you draft a contract. That's why you negotiate a contract in case these situations happen. But you operate in good faith. You take it how the contract says. But
0: the only people that get paid, really, are the lawyers. Don't make a lawyer joke.
1: Big flow show. You like this lawsuit or not? I mean, on, on the surface, you had to say the only thing more American than apple pie is a lawsuit, right? <laughs> it's the only country you can just sue everybody. There should I will say this. All jokes aside. In lawsuits, there should be levels to it. So you either make the lawsuit and you get found like you want you get your money. You lose, you get nothing. But there should be another element that's considered frivolous. And if it's if you can found frivolous, then you should have to pay the other people some bread. So I think people look at that and be like, Do I do I run the risk of this being frivolous? I think If that happens, I think some people slow down. Now, you don't want to make it where win or lose because some big lawyers will get you and then you'd be so scared that you had to pay them all this bread and whatever. But if they can prove that it's a completely BS lawsuit, then you should have to pay a little bit or say something like that. So I don't know. I haven't seen the intricacies of his contract of what he's really trying to claim that they did to him. But again, it's an endorsement deal. They want to make money when it looks like they're not making money. I mean, think about from a standpoint of these shoes. How many people are these dudes? Are, they, Adidas is probably still playing uh, Rose. He ain't sold a, a gym shoe in thirty. Oh, they years. They're still paying
2: his brother. His brother gets a salary <laughs>
0: right. on his contract. So these shoe,
1: yeah. Sometimes you got to look at these shoe companies with a little sympathy, man. And say, hold on, man. Right. They didn't it out in that dudes. way, right? Derrick Rose was the hottest thing going
0: though when they signed it. When they signed that deal,
1: Derrick Rose hottest was the hottest thing God. going, man. He made all that bread, and then people he started blowing his knee out. And I remember my my son used to wear the little yellow roses that came out. There was like a little neon flare. I stopped buying them roses. I said, "Man, look, he keep breaking his knee." We were going back to Nike, so it was like a, the anti anti Christ for their uh their brand. So. <laughs> Now, Kanye West oh, is the are
0: antichrist for that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I went I went grand? on mute. It's that technology the technology, man. It gets me sometimes. Uh okay. Odell, you should have hired me, man. We'd have worked out a better contract. Uh there's another case that we gotta talk about that has settled. All
1: right, this is oh hey, sorry. hey, whoa, whoa, hey, hey, putting your business on the street. Yeah, I can that'd, save that'd... you money on your car insurance. <laughs> right, seriously, like... probation
2: officer, check <laughs> in. <laughs> <laughs> check in. Plug your ankle <laughs> in, Bobby. Sometimes,
0: <laughs> sometimes it goes down a little earlier than I expected. My bad. That was a call that came through my other phone. Um, but this other case, man, is is this this Josh Primo, who we knew was the lottery pick for the Spurs, and this gentleman then went and settled with the clinical psychologist who he said that or she said that he exposed himself and she sued the Spurs and Josh Primo, they settled. And I'm just wondering, you know, in terms of of, of my, my reaction to it, my response to it, he had the same attorney that all of the, excuse me, the clinical psychologist, she had the same attorney that all of the uh, alleged victims in the Deshaun Watson case had Tony Busby, and now they've settled this case. Do you think Primo gets another chance in the NBA? Because the Spurs, as soon as there was smoke for them, it was fire. They, although he was a lottery pick, they cut him and moved it, cut ties with him, moved away from him. And this settlement tells me that, you know, normally people settle when it's something there something there or they want to move on with their lives do you think that primo gets another chance in the nba what do you think
1: what's your first response i'm gonna say he may have to do a little dancing around but if he's a good basketball player he'll be back i mean at the end of the day talent talent supersedes all discretions in sports if he's really good he's if he's worth the pick He'll get picked up. Maybe he had to go to China for a couple days, a little while, a season <laughs> or two. But if he's – I'm assuming he was only one and done. Or was he a foreign player? Okay, so young, we, young. you know on something. I don't young. know if he's a one and done, but he definitely was a lottery pick. So he's a lot of pick. He's pretty young. He's got a little time left in his stuff. So if he, if he develops and he can go somewhere, he'll come back. People will forget his name. He might change e- his name to prison. ETP, e- what do you think? Is he done – Again, I didn't
2: know about who he was until this lawsuit came out. So unless he can, and unless he's a prospect that really warranted, you know, the attention, I don't know that he's done. He he may end up a journeyman, but he didn't. There's no allegations of him touching anybody, as far as I understand. It's exposure. Deshaun Watson has. A lot more but again his talent level and his uh his celebrity was much higher i think he i think he's got a shot i mean obviously the spurs settled you know they they didn't like totally walk away from him he stepped away from the team i'm sure he'll play again he'll give it some time cool off right. it really just depends on the backstory of you know it sounds like he'll have a better chance getting uh getting a job than
0: email Udoka. well you say he can touch anyone he touched her feelings and her spirit, and she was not going for it. Uh, I don't want to minimize the incident itself, uh, but I do hope he gets another opportunity because it sounds as though, according to his attorney, it was the pants that he wore, he was not intentionally trying to expose himself. So, if that if that indeed happened, man, I don't, I'm like, hey, man, that's, that's
1: he's all blessed, like. he's gifted. I'm, I'm,
2: I'm,
0: I'm <laughs> he low. Blame the brother for I'm, that, you I'm know. Blessed.
2: Um, <laughs> There's, no, there's many industries he can venture into. Yes. yes He's not NBA. finished. <laughs>
0: yes. And one of those industries- well, He might not man- be in NBA. Man- man- might he might have, have a career was- change. Bros man- man- was trying to get the naming rights for the FTX Center. <laughs> nice with, Miami- segue. <laughs> with, with the Miami Heat. And now uh, a local uh, exotic dance facility. I think that's what Gentleman's they call club. Strip club. Uh, um, a, a booty trap. Is the name of it is trying they offer five million for the naming rights which is half of what bang bros offer so they have no intention the like whatsoever they trap. wrote up a good contract knowing that they would never get the, the naming but in doing so got marketing so hey primo <laughs> if the NBA don't want your baby it's other uh, uh, there's other industries out there where, uh, where
1: where would one find the booty trap if they wanted to frequent the booty trap it gotta Man, be asking not for, for a friend. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna ask for a friend. Asking
0: for a friend. Like, is it
1: off 95 right. or Opalaka? I have no
0: idea where it's at.
1: <laughs> you know, a lot of times because you drive down the street during the day and, and you go by a gentleman's club. And usually if you don't know what it is, you look at it and you're like. Oh, deja vu. OK, that got to be a trick But when it says the booty trap, like what is it? <laughs> they got to have a sign that only comes on it that if you light it up or something. But uh, come on, man, the booty trap. <laughs> hey, you all, you almost saw NBA Arena with that name on it,
0: my brother. Booty hey, trap's to so, Oh, somebody God bless America. The, man, yo, the Heat then won three straight at the booty trap. <laughs> <laughs> uh let's get into this other lawsuit before we take it home with the uh, soccer because cristiano ronaldo is being uh sued by manchester united and uh cristiano made the unthinkable mistake of going on to pierce morgan and telling the truth i don't know why or, or expressing himself i don't know why people keep doing that because pierce morgan is the same one that exposed some of kanye's antics but cristiano ronaldo went on there and said some things that manchester united feels as though uh they should be parting ways with him they don't want to pay him for the remainder of the contract uh and and from a first responder standpoint it's interesting to see that it's gotten to this point it's safe to say that that marriage did not play out the way that we thought it would uh so we'll see there but it tees us up to the first responders as it comes to qatar and the world cup the world cup is starting on sunday yes Yes, the World Cup. I know America. We used to watch the World Cup when the weather is much better, when we can go have beer together and say, I believe that we can win. But because it is in Qatar, because of the weather restrictions, because of all of these different nuances as it pertains to this World Cup, the World Cup starts Sunday in Qatar. But it will start without beer. It will start with a whole bunch of limitations and restrictions on it. And it has, in terms of our first responders, been unequivocally – Thumbs down, people have not responded to this World Cup very well. Where are we at with it? ETP, you're our resident World Cup guy. Uh, what do you think we're seeing here with this Qatar incident? And what does it mean for the World Cup as an experience this year?
2: It's it's chickens coming home to roost. And it just shows the corruption that has been existent in FIFA and/or alleged corruption. Uh, the former head of FIFA, Bla- Sepp Blatter, was found not guilty of the charges related to accepting bribery for awarding the World Cup to Qatar, I think maybe eight, nine years ago. I don't know exactly when, but he was acquitted. He just recently came out and said it was a mistake. But clearly, you know, the fact that, I mean, they spent $325 billion to build this all up. That's what the the nation has done to try to improve their image as a nation while they're still anti-LGBTQ plus rights. Um, And they have all types of human rights violations. Amnesty International has them high on their list in terms of, uh, you know, violators of human rights. And it's just a mess. I mean, the fact that they changed the schedule now, you know, like you said, we'd be in beer halls in the summer and There'd be a lot more excitement around the World Cup. Now it's the winter in most of the world, half of the world. And um, it's really just going to be hard. And then just this morning or earlier or yesterday, they announced that they're not even going to be serving beer at the stadiums. It's it's just a mess. And they rescheduled games up until like last week so Qatar could play the first one. It's just all in all, it's a logistical nightmare. It's a bad the you know fifa already had a bad reputation this is just exposing how corrupt the you know the organization has been and the extent that they've gone through to try to accommodate this nation that is already being boycotted for various reasons due to their human rights issues it's it's gonna it's hard because this is the biggest global sports event in the world and it's tainted and it's already been called for boycotts but Maybe once the game starts, everybody forgets about that and just enjoys to watch what they call, what do they call it, the, the beautiful game.
0: As a first responder, when I heard no beer, I was done. Uh, I'll drink more beer while I, while I watch it. But people have planned for a long time and spent, and spent tons of money to get there, to then know that their experience is, is going to be changed a bit. It's interesting. Um, so. We shall see what happens in the World Cup. We will keep you posted because that's what we do on the Ball Hawk Sports Talk. There is no sport outside of bounds when it comes to our sports business and entertainment. Uh, I do uh, wanted to at least just mention the fact that Aaron Judge uh, got MVP. Uh, do we think uh, Otani got screwed on that? Uh, before we get out of here, uh, what do you think? First responders? the go,
1: MVP go to like a hitter or more of a pitcher? or Otani is out. both. I know, but in general, who usually gets it?
0: It's I would say pitchers more, right? I mean, Cy Young, yeah.
1: MVPs, kind of a lot of MVPs. Is that got, is? I mean, like, like you know, NFL MVP is going to be an offensive guy, It's not going to be a defensive. Yeah. Guy, right? It's
2: it's one or the other. It's the it's the it's the star pitcher or the you know or the or the major hitter. And ultimately, I'm just waiting for Shohei Ohtani to sue Major League Baseball for. million for being robbed. Top five, top five hitter in the league, top five pitcher in the league. If that's not more valuable than any player that's ever played baseball in the history of baseball, then we're having the wrong conversation. Major League Baseball is basically just trying to revise history, make Aaron Judge. They're just trying to push Barry Bonds and the you know PED era out the window and say this is the greatest hitting performance by anybody in the history of baseball. Let's start from now. But you but you slighted somebody who has done something in baseball that not not that it hasn't been done in a very long time, never, <laughs> not ever has been done. It's a shame. Even with steroids,
1: he didn't. No one else did it.
2: <laughs> yeah, nobody did it with anything. This is unheard of. But. All right, he. Had, I mean, no slight to Aaron Judge, great elite hitting year, but that was on one side of the <laughs> one side of the baseball. This man's top five in both categories. On top of the fact that, like, why we have so you you have two MVPs. There's there's not even a major league MVP. There's a, a American League and a National League. That's outdated. Doesn't make sense. Nobody Goldschmidt. If you're playing at home, this guy Goldschmidt won the NL MVP 90% of people don't even know who he is, but the guy who didn't win the MVP of the AL is a household name almost.
1: I
0: think that that's a mic drop take, my brother and very fair assessment of where baseball is a very fair assessment in terms of as a first responder, trying to get uh, a real assessment of baseball, right. As a first responder to that, era and, it, and the blemish that it creates for a legacy in MLB. And the whole season, I think, was uh, put uh, Aaron Judge on a pedestal, which from a hitting standpoint, he earned that. Uh, but from a PR standpoint, I think was a byproduct of them trying to get rid of the black eye that is the PED era uh, and names like uh, Barry Bonds that taint the discussion of baseball. Uh, this has been a great episode of the ball hawk sports talk where sports, business, and entertainment collide. It's been the first responders episode. We started off paying our respects to the University of Virginia football family, uh, but especially those families of those young men who lost their lives. Tragic, tragic situation. Uh, we also uh, paid respect to first responders. If you know one, if you're if that's your spouse, if that's your brother, if that's your sister, if that's your anybody in your family that. Uh, identifies as a first responder. Uh, The Uvalde tragedy makes us really, really uh, respect what first responders do in running towards uh, danger. And although it was not done the right way in Uvalde, thank God that it's done the right way in so many other places. Uh, It's been your boy, B-Brown ESQ, a.k.a. The Ball Hall, a.k.a. The Mountain South, a.k.a. Mr. Accessing Celebration, a.k.a. Brazy. The whole crew was in the building. We had the Big Flow Show from the Windy City and we had ETP from the East Coast. Join us next week, and like we ask you every week before I go, I ask you again, please comment, please like, please share, please tag a friend, please tag a foe, please tag anyone that you know, and please subscribe to both the YouTube channel and the podcast. With that, we'll be back next Friday. Uh, Circulate it, y'all. Help us help you by helping us help you and get this in more people's ears and in more people's eyes. Uh, get the show circulated, y'all. It's been the Ball Ballhawk Sports Talk, Sports Business and Entertainment Collided. We did it rough, rugged, and raw, and we is out. Peace.